You're listening to the Unemployed AF Dad Podcast. And now here are your hosts, Adam and Leslie Lancaster. Hello, hello, welcome to another episode of Unemployed AF Dad. My name is Adam. And I'm Leslie. We thank you so much for joining us today. Happy 4th of July to everyone. Hope you're celebrating with family and enjoying your time off. Hopefully time off. Hopefully. (laughs) We just returned from a vacation, uh, another sober vacation, which was really nice. Uh, I think I posted a couple Instagram reels about just how wonderful it was to be present and in the moment and enjoying all the beauty of the vacation because we are very fortunate that we get to vacation um, in the Caribbean and it's quite lovely, a little bit different from home and just being able to enjoy that and appreciate all the beauty because we don't get that back home. Not that we don't have some nice things to look at here, but we're in the Midwest. (laughs) We don't have a beach or an ocean or anything like that. So it's always nice to get away. Very much so. It's beautiful. But as we were on vacation, we did have um, some really good conversations, and we started talking about mindset. And that's what we wanted this episode to be about, because mindset is so important. And I think sometimes we can just, you know, say, hey, have positive thoughts. Like, just just think positively, and everything will be okay. <laughs> and it, it runs much, much deeper than that. So we wanted to get into it a little bit today. A lot of this is based on our own experience, but also things we've read, um, things, we, you know, we've listened to on podcasts. Um, there's some really, really influential people out there who talk about affirmations and just your mindset and shifting your mindset that we're going to reference. But we thought it'd be a really good episode because this is still something that I'm diving into and I'm learning. And I wouldn't say that I've implemented a lot of what we're going to talk about yet because I'm just not quite there. But I know that you um, have you know, been on this journey a lot longer than I have Uh, your personal growth, your healing journey. Um, And I think you can speak a little bit more to it in in certain areas than I'll be able to. Mm -hmm. So as always, we really encourage you to do your own research and look all these things up and um, listen to podcasts, read, do whatever you can. And hopefully a little bit of what we talk about today is kind of that um, nudge that you need to get started. Or at the very least, uh, like some really good references that can lead you to what you need to get you where <laughs> you need to be. <laughs> oh, well said, Leslie. Well said. Well said. <laughs> uh, can you tell we were on vacation? We, we're, we're still trying to catch up from, from sleep. It was, yeah. it was a lot of travel, a lot of um, nights where we didn't get a full night's sleep. So hopefully this makes sense. <laughs> but here we go. So I think to start off, um, what, what is an affirmation? Um, because, you know, a lot of times we like, we talked about, you know, we just think positive, just positive thoughts. Mm-hmm. And affirmations are so much more than just positive thoughts. And when I think of affirmations, I, I think of um, a couple of things. I think of uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think of Hal Elrod, The Miracle Morning. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's a good place to start. Yeah. I mean, I know <clears throat> we both... Uh... We both uh, have listened to Hal Elrod's story mm-hmm. and how he kind of used, um, he called them affirmations during his, when he had cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he has a very specific formula that he uses. Yeah, let's go over that real quick. So his, his formula, there's there's five components to it. And this is, you can read The Miracle Morning. I haven't read the book yet. Uh, I've listened to him on several podcasts um, just a, a really, really inspirational guy, incredible story. Um, but his, his morning affirmations are one, specify what you want to explain why you want it. Three, specify how you'll change who you're committed to becoming to achieve level 10 success in your life Four, explain what you're committed to doing to attain success and five, add inspirational quotes and philosophies. So, um, I think, what you were referencing is when he um, found out he had cancer and he used these affirmations because I think he was only given like weeks to live, something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't remember exactly the yeah, specifics. I think you're right. um, but he basically he uses affirmations 
to to not only say that he was going to beat cancer, um, but kind of envisioning the future, you know, and like why he needed to do it. I need he needed to do it to be there for his kids or you know whatever he used. Um, and he's still alive today, so it worked. <laughs> I mean, he's alive and thriving, no cancer. Um, so it just it shows the power of your mindset, and I think that we all take for granted, you know, our our brains and just how powerful they really are. And the brain is very complex; it's very hard to understand. And there's things that we have still not uncovered about the brain. Like I've I've heard podcasts and and neuroscientists and all these experts say that like all this research and we still don't fully understand our brains which is we, like, astounding. We only fully or we only know like 20% of what the brain is capable of or something like that. I thought that was a statistic that I read at some point. Um either way, a very small amount and yeah, it's it's vast and um almost kind of like overwhelming if you think about everything that your brain can do and the fact that like you you, you literally can create your life, right? Just through your thoughts, mm-hmm. just through your thoughts. Well, your thoughts create your reality. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of reinforced. I mean, we talked about Dr. Joe Dispenza and he's a neuroscientist and he um, reinforces that idea. I know Dr. Bruce Lipton has a book called um, The Biology of Belief. So what you believe, like your cells in your body actually hear mm-hmm. and, um, that, that, you know, that creates your reality too. And then if you want to take a more spiritual approach, you know, the law of attraction. Um, That's what I was going to yeah mention. So for those who don't know, um, the law of attraction basically is a belief that states that the thoughts and feelings we put out into the world attract similar experiences and opportunities into our lives. So in simple terms, it suggests that positive thoughts and emotions attract positive outcomes, while negative thoughts and emotions are going to attract negative experiences. Sort of like a magnet. Right, exactly, a magnet. That's a, that's a good good way of looking at it. You know, um, you're going to attract whatever you're putting out there. It's going to come back to mm-hmm. you, whether it's positive or, or negative. negative. Right. Yeah. So you you mentioned um, when we were offline. Um, I can't remember where it was, but basically, it, wasn't it a woman who all her life was like, I don't want to get cancer. I don't want to get cancer. She's an author. Uh, she wrote a book called Dying to Be Me. Mm-hmm. It's still on my bookshelf waiting to be read. Um, but I did read her um, Sensitive is the New Strong. She's the author of that too, uh, Anita Majore. But yeah, she worried all of her life i don't want to get cancer i don't want mm-hmm. to get cancer she did all of this took all of these supplements um you know ate really healthy all of this stuff to say like i don't want to get cancer i don't want to get cancer and she ended up with cancer like terminal cancer and it was just the idea that the universe doesn't understand um what you do want and what you don't want the universe only hears what you're putting out there so the universe hears cancer 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 and it's going to draw that in it doesn't understand that you don't want it it's just like oh they're they're perseverating Mm -hmm. on it they're thinking about it over and over again this must be something that you need more of or you want more of yeah absolutely and talking about joe dispenza um, he wrote a book called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, which I'll be honest, I didn't read the whole thing. Actually, I didn't listen to the whole thing. It was an audiobook, and it, it I rented it from the library, and it kind of I had to return it before I finished. But um, it was really fascinating. And I'll be honest, like there was some stuff that kind of went over my head mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, but I, I definitely encourage people to go out and read it, and I will try to finish it at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Do a book report on it. Yeah, exactly. But um, there, there's, you know, there's a lot of good information in there. But basically, it talks about like just identifying the patterns of thought and behavior that you want to change, like developing a clear vision of the person you want to become, mm-hmm. and then doing that through like mindfulness and meditation. He's huge on meditation. Um, I've used a lot of his meditation. Like you can find that, you know, on YouTube mm-hmm. and on Apple Music. Um, he's he's got a couple that are just like basically you envisioning your new life. 
Um, and, and but also it's not as simple as just like, hey, I want to be rich or hey, I, I, I want to be successful. Like you can't just, you know, put that out into the universe and just expect it to happen. Mm-hmm. There has to be action that comes with those. And emotion. And emotion, exactly. Um, you can't have conflicting, you know, affirmations yeah. and then thoughts. For example, I can't say, hey, I am um, confident. I am worthy. I am, you know, capable. But then your conversations or actions throughout the day are the opposite of what you, you're like, um, you know, talking to somebody like, yeah, I just, you know, I, I don't, I'm not good at that. Or like, I, I, I'm just not cut out for that. Or, mm-hmm. or even telling yourself that, like, if those, if your affirmations and, and your thoughts and emotions conflict, then, then you're not going to, to be successful. Because you're, you're basically confusing the radio station, right? Like the mm-hmm. universe is your radio station and you're trying to tune in. And if one minute you're on this station and the next minute you're on this station, it's like the universe is just like, I mm-hmm. don't know. I don't know what I'm supposed to be listening to. I don't know what I'm supposed to be hearing. So can't begin to bring anything in into your life. Um, to kind of piggyback on that too, I think that in my experience, um, I kind of had to do this level of healing before I got to be able to like truly work on my mindset. So I had to heal, you know, my trauma, the unconscious beliefs that I held about myself and about my life and um, before I could then understand my emotions um, surrounding things and how they felt in my body and and how um, I allowed those emotions to come and like integrate in my life and stuff. And then like I feel now I'm more in like the creating what I want in my life. And I understand that by doing all of the healing, you are creating your life. But in the healing journey or the, the healing process, it's more of a uh, it's more tumultuous. It's more like, uh, you know, I've suppressed this stuff for so long. I'm having to revisit it. I'm having to think about it. I'm having to um, bring those emotions back up and let them be seen and heard. Um, whereas now I feel like that stuff has been brought up. It's been healed and I know who I am. And now I have more confidence in moving forward and knowing what I want not choosing things of like, oh, will this make this person happy? Will this make this person happy? Uh, do I think I should be doing this? Well, what are they doing? And maybe that's what I should choose for my life too. Like I have more agency over my life to choose what I want to do rather than um, looking to you know society or what my friends are doing or what my family thinks I should do or whatever. Um, and then I, like, I have the ability to create my own life in that. But for me, it was like a hierarchy of healing before I was able to get to that. And I think for a long time, I really, um, I really got confused because I would hear all of this stuff from all of these, like, you know, experts and all of these really amazing people and just be like, okay, well, you know, why can't I change my mindset or why can't I do that? But it was almost like I was putting the cart before the horse. Like I wasn't dealing with the things that needed to be dealt with first and then leveling up and then leveling up. You know, it wasn't until I was in my early 30s that I was able to understand that and just surrender to the process rather than being like, well, why can't I think like that? Why can't I have that mindset? Why can't I just be positive? I think just what you said, um, there's a quote by Albert Einstein that goes uh-huh. great with that. It says, we can't solve problems by using the same kind of thinking we used when we created them. Yeah. So, oh, wow. Yeah. So to your point, like if you are, are still in that mindset of, you know, when you were going through those issues and you had yeah. those struggles um, and you, you didn't, you know, have the process of healing and all that, then how do you expect to change anything? Right. You're, you're, if your you're mindset, using the same mind yeah, you're using that created the same those thinking problems. that created those problems. So of course you're going to have the same results. Right. So you're going to need to change, you know, you're going to need to change your mindset. You're going to need to change your thinking in order to um, move. And all of that stuff is done through, you know, getting into the, the yuck of your life, mm-hmm. getting into the, 
understanding and there's definitely uh there's definitely levels to that there's there's um you know there's an anger phase there's an acceptance phase there's you know there's all these different phases that you kind of go through when you're doing that but all the while like you're leveling up and you're leveling up and you're leveling up and then one day you just kind of find yourself like huh i'm in this situation i'm not triggered it can just happen and i can just allow it to happen like let that person be that person i'll be me and we'll just coexist together and that's probably one of the most beautiful things and then you kind of realize like my mindset has changed you know Mm -hmm. my view has changed Uh, i have more agency over my life i have more control over my thoughts and over my emotions i'm not just led by every you know twist or turn or you know wind that blows um of you know somebody else's emotions coming in and being like oh well they're angry and and, and this is making me angry or or they're offended and now i'm offended you know like you can stand in your own um personal power and just be like oh i can like they can be angry and they can have that emotion and that's okay and i can be i can just stand and have the capacity to just be like that's you. That's you. I understand. We, that. we, yeah, we've touched base on that in a, a number of different ways. I think in the past, whether it's you know people, um, you know, online bickering or, or even with our kids. You know, a lot of times when we when we lash out, it's it's not directed really towards the other person. Mm-hmm. It's it's really something inside of us. So when you begin to um, you know kind of go through that process of self growth and healing and um, really kind of finding yourself. Like you said, you're you're not triggered by the normal things that would have triggered you because you don't need to necessarily um, find that outlet to just get angry. There's there's no excuse. Like I just want to get angry because so and so you know said something, and that's just that's my excuse to get really upset when there's absolutely something else that's mm-hmm. bothering me and there's something else that's the root cause of that anger but we just are able to direct it towards them because we think that oh that gave me an excuse to be mm-hmm. to be upset right right yeah pretty um it's pretty deep and pretty heavy and pretty profound and i think that if you haven't explored a lot of that stuff it can feel uh, it can sound very kind of vague and um a little uh i don't know i guess like flighty um, but if you take the time to kind of really stop and, and dive into your past and really, um, think about how you feel about yourself and what you think about yourself, because like for me, I had a lot of low self-worth, low self-esteem, uh, poor self-confidence, um, things that I would not have labeled myself with before my healing. I would have been like, no, you know, I take care of myself and all of that. But then when I got real, and I started to really dive in, I was like, oh, wow, you know, these actions that I take in my life are showing me that I have um, the, you know, poor self-worth and com- low, low confidence and, and all of that. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty, uh, pretty profound whenever you start, like, really getting committed to your own mental wellness and emotional wellness. When I think about um, mindset, you know, I go back to um, when I started my alcohol-free journey, mm-hmm. and there had been many times in the past where I had been like, you know, I do, I do think I need to stop drinking. Like, I want to stop drinking, and I had done. We have talked about. I had done like dry January, and in 2020, I'd gone like four months without drinking. Um, but I think the one of the major reasons that I was able to be successful in this last attempt was my mindset. And I've talked about it before, like it, it wasn't, it wasn't easy. It certainly wasn't easy, but there was not really that point, you know, early on that I was like, oh, I just don't think I can do this. Like this is really challenging or I really need a drink. Had you have had that in the past? I like think in times whenever I think you had... I think my mindset was just different because yeah. in times past I was like I need to stop for a time but it was never like I need to make a life a, change, a life change got right? it got it and I think this, this time two very different mindsets. very different <laughs> mindsets because you're still opening the door yeah for something to happen down the road you're kind of like straddling right you, you haven't fully committed either mm-hmm. way mm-hmm. 
because you don't want to completely shut that door because like mm-hmm. we've talked about that's kind of scary like i'm never going to drink alcohol again because at that point i i didn't see alcohol for what it was i didn't know what kind of life i could have without alcohol um but when i you know made this decision last year there was just something different about it it was like you know i just know that this this is the end of alcohol for me like it's not going to be a part of my life anymore and I was envisioning my life without alcohol. Mm. And then as I started to do the work, and again, you have to take action. It can't just be, you know, I th- I'm thinking this way. I'm thinking of my life in this way, but I'm just not going to do anything to get me to that point. There has mm. to be action that, um, you know, corresponds to your, your thoughts and emotions. Um, but yeah, I just, I knew that my life was going to be different. And because my mindset was that way, I started taking actions and just, you know, slowly but surely started to kind of transform into that person that I envisioned myself being. Um, So that's just one example for me, uh, a personal experience that really shows how important your mindset is and how you can create your own reality. Because when I started thinking about that, that was, you know, probably that was really far off that mm-hmm. was that was not who i was at that time um but again like if you fully commit to it and you you change your mindset and um don't have any kind of doubt in the back of your mind like you, you kind of just eliminate that that voice saying like you can't do this like this this is just so far-fetched like you don't you don't really truly believe this do you if you just kind of block those all mm-hmm. out and just focus on the positives and focus on yeah like envisioning your life that way just and, and it's kind of hard to explain um to someone who may may not like if you would explain this to me a couple of years ago I, I just wouldn't have comprehended it yeah. i was like i don't that sounds like you know kind of um like woo woo magic yeah, yeah like oh sure you you envision your your life a different way and you just achieve that like that happens in the movies but is that real life type of thing i think whenever you're talking about like your your shift in mindset i know we've had this discussion before but like um, i've heard people use the language of like a quantum leap Mm -hmm. so like um you know you took um basically on that day when you decided you know we're not i'm not gonna drink alcohol anymore i'm gonna change my life from now until then it's it's a quantum leap like you you go in you know all in to this specific life um some people call it like a dark night of the soul some people call it a surrender moment um there's all kinds of like language around it but basically it's a before and after that moment um do you think that like that would resonate with you of like you can um specifically remember a before and after that moment to decide, um, you know, I can't, can't drink anymore. I, I can't do alcohol anymore. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, um, I know I, I call mine my surrender moment because it was the moment that I said, like, I can't do, I can't do life like this anymore. I can I can't continue this way. I can't raise my children this way i feel lost and sad and lonely and dark and i just i cannot do this anymore i surrender um at the time um it was yeah it was it was kind of daunting but like i viscerally still remember that moment and did my life like exponentially change the next day no no i got up and I took care of the kids and I went to work and I did all of that stuff, but I took action in the form of getting up an hour early every morning and reading and investing in myself. And I did that over and over and over again for years. And every single time I chose that, it was like um, subconsciously choosing myself, you know, and it was slowly changing my mindset about myself about the world around me, about what I see and how I perceive other people's behavior, my own behavior. It was like like uh, chiseling away a little at a time because after, you know, your quantum leap or your surrender moment or whatever, like your mindset 
yes is different, but um, you 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 have to continuously choose yourself every single day. And like you said, you're you're taking action every single day. And whether that's in the form of taking a, you know, 30 minute walk and listening to a podcast that is something maybe that you can't even, you know, consciously understand, like it's something like so out of your realm, you know, like you are not living a healthy lifestyle and all of a sudden, yeah, you're listening to like Sean Stevenson, who's, you know, fitness and health expert. And you're just like, man, I can't understand that life, but that's the life that I want. So I'm going to put myself into that mindset and choose the things that a healthy person would choose or, um, you know, a healthy mindset would choose. Yeah, I can definitely relate to that because same thing for me when I decided that I was no longer going to drink, I had no idea what steps to take. I didn't Mm -hmm. know you know, and again, it didn't you know, wake up the next day and my life was totally transformed. That's that's not the way it works. No. Um, but I just started small, like, hey, I'm going to listen to this podcast. Like you said, for me, podcasts were, were huge. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you were huge, not only by, you know, conversations we had just, but, but also um, really kind of paying attention to what you did, you know, the things that you did to work on yourself and trying to implement some of those things into my own life and slowly, slowly starting to just have that mindset shift. And, you know, a lot of it was just subconsciously, like you Mm -hmm. don't even realize it's happening. Um, But then you look back like, you know, a month later and you're like, wow, I'm doing things that, you know, a year ago I would have never dreamed mm-hmm. that I would be doing or interested in. And like you said, I didn't understand everything that was happening at the time, but that's okay. You don't yeah. have to understand mm-hmm. all of it. Um, you know, it, it's, I think it starts to kind of just like slowly seep into your brain and like you, you are picking up more than you realize. You are oh, yeah. learning more than you realize because sometimes you, you think back to like, oh, I remember what you know this person said mm-hmm. on a podcast and you're like oh i didn't even realize that i remembered that or i um like something had triggered yeah like a conversation i was taking that, taking that in at the moment yeah. but you are well i think uh i've read a statistic before that says like you know 95 percent of our content is stored in our subconscious brain and like five percent is is in our logical brain mm-hmm. i mean that you know that's powerful, right? I mean, that's kind of the premise of um, watching like somebody modeling good mm-hmm. behavior and modeling and then somebody telling you about good behavior, right? Because somebody can tell you about good behavior or what you should do or what you shouldn't do. And then you watch their lives and you're like, mm, interesting. <laughs> you're not, you know, that's not, that's not quite aligning. Yeah. And what's beautiful about like the mindset shift that we're talking about is that it's different for everyone oh, right yeah. like I, t- I talked about you know watching you and, and things but i i don't do everything you do yeah um and you know listening to podcasts and, and there's always really great information or reading books there's great information mm-hmm. but like taking things and trying them and like okay yeah that does work for me or no this is not mm-hmm. quite working for me and that's okay. Yeah. I don't have to do this to be able to see the results. Or to be successful. Yeah. Right. That's a, I love that you, that you said that um, because uh, I was listening to the Ritual podcast and it was the one mm-hmm. where um, Neil, was Neil Pesricha? Is that what his name is? Um, I'm not sure. You're not, oh, I thought, I thought I don't he think had I just listened just to that. that no. One. Okay. So he, um, like he is, he's very type A. He's very type A. And he has like, a spreadsheet for everything. You told me about this one. I didn't listen to it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, like he has such great ideas and he is so super intelligent. And I was like, oh, you know, that would, that's, that's so smart. I should implement that in my life. And I started really thinking about it. And I was like, you know, Neil seems like a really type A kind of fella. And I started thinking about it and I was like, Leslie, you're not type A. You are not type A. You are like type B minus. Um, so the things that he's doing in his life are really fantastic for his life. And I can glean appreciation and, you know, maybe like take something here or there. But to be highly 
structured, regimented, um, almost like automatic with my life, that's not going to serve me. And mm-hmm. I know automatically I'm, I'm not going to be successful with right. that, you know? So you can appreciate somebody else's approach, but I think it's beautiful when, when you have changed and you've changed your mindset and you can hear something like that and not judge yourself like, oh, you know, I can't attain that or I can't do that or, you know, well, why isn't that working for me? Mm-hmm. But you can really take a step back and, and know who you are in your own body and in your own mind. And you can say, hey, that's really awesome that that works for Neil, but that doesn't work for me. I think I've listened to multiple podcasts where, you know, they'll have a guest on there and they'll be talking and, the, and they'll basically be saying like to listeners out there, it's like, mm-hmm. maybe you're not doing this, mm-hmm. but just the fact that you're listening to this podcast yes. means that you, that you are on the right track, yeah. that you are willing to put the effort in, that you want that mindset yep. shift. And again, you don't have to do everything that they tell you to do. Yeah. Um, but just the fact that you're inviting that into in, your brain exactly. and, and putting that that in, you know, again, you, maybe you don't consciously, you know, know that you're um, gathering this information mm-hmm. and, and, you know, maybe applying bits and pieces to your own life. But just the fact that you're putting in the effort and you're committing to change is to, huge. Like the universe hears that, right? The universe hears like, oh, there's, there's a shift. There's a change. They're looking for this information. Okay, how can I reinforce that? How can I draw more into that? Because I know whenever I was doing my own healing, you know, I would run into people and we would start talking and they would be like, oh yeah, you know, I heard that too, or I'm on that same journey or something like that. It's like, again, you're drawing in those mm-hmm. like-minded people or those podcasts or those books or whatever into your life you're you're attracting that into your life because you are you know you're you're tuning in your station to that whenever you look up things online about like you know living an alcohol-free lifestyle one of the things that always pops up is surrounding yourself with like-minded people yeah and i think that's true in in many different areas in life yeah but i mean i know for example when i was going through my struggles with anxiety years Mm -hmm. ago and um, I had a friend at work named Sarah that um, was going through some of the same struggles. And we would sit and talk and, you know, I'd say, well, I, I'm experiencing this. And she'd be like, yes, yes, me too. And here's how I'm coping with it. And just kind of like mm. that give and take. And like just the fact that we were both, you know, going through the same thing and we kind of had that same mindset of like, we're going to overcome this and here's what we're doing to yeah. overcome it was so powerful um and in a day and age where you know a lot of our um uh solutions to things like that is to pop a pill or or things like that Mm -hmm. it's so important to not that medication does not have its place exactly exactly there yeah there is definitely but that that's not the the solution for everything yeah um, but yeah, just going back to being around people that, uh, you know, think the same way you think, yeah. um, it's, so, it's so much easier to keep up that, that journey and to want to put in the effort, mm-hmm. um, when you have people around you who are encouraging you and, and on that same path, you know, mm-hmm. everybody's going to look different, of course. Um, but I think a lot of people, you know, their end goal is to be happier and yeah. be a better person and, um, be a you know a better spouse and a better friend and a better parent, whatever the case is. So when you all share that same vision, um, it's so much easier. And I you know when I'm going back to alcohol, I don't I don't say that to say that you can't be close and, and hang out with people who are drinking and mm-hmm. don't don't you know maybe necessarily share your same viewpoints. Um, but it's, I think it's also very important to have people in your life that do share those same beliefs and, and are living that lifestyle too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that kind of goes back to, you know, doing your own healing, right? Doing your own work so that whenever you're in situations um, that, you know, might not align with uh, maybe your viewpoint of life, but that you are, there's a level of allowing them to be them and allowing yourself to be yourself. I think that that is powerful to be able to stand in in your own personal power and to be able to say like, hey, you can be you. You absolutely can be every single part of you. And I can be me and we can coexist together. Like that's, uh, 
that's a, a, a level up for sure. Not to put you on the spot, but do you have any um, real life examples of when your, your mindset or your affirmations produced the reality that, you know, produced what you were trying to affirm? Um, I think I wasn't doing it consciously with my own healing. Um, I was doing it very, I was being more so led from my inner guidance, inner being, inner um, spiritual coat, like whatever you call it. Um, I just had these things leading me through that. So for example, um, when I was healing, I um, just felt like I couldn't listen to um, like mainstream music. I just thought that it was, um, it was changing my mindset. It was, it, it, I just couldn't, I couldn't listen to it. I couldn't explain it at the time. I couldn't verbalize it at the time, but I was just like, something is telling me that I shouldn't and I couldn't listen to this music. And so I stopped. I just stopped listening to mainstream music. Um, and um, I think that, you know, things like that are pivotal in, in changing your mindset and manifesting your life. Because when you do, when you do listen to that inner guidance system that you have, um, it kind of thrusts you even more forward into whatever path that you're on. Um, and then that then changes your mindset that then changes your kind of, um, attraction to what you want. And then you can then achieve, because if I had not, excuse me, if I had not listened to that inner guidance system and just been like, that's silly. It's just, you know, it's just mainstream music. It's fine. I'll be fine. Um, I might not be where I am today, you know, it may have taken me, you know, two years longer to get there or whatever. Um, but to just like, I guess, allowing and, um, changing that mindset of like, Hey, this is just temporary and, um, you're going to get to where you need to go. Um, and, and, um, be in that mindset that it's, it's going to happen, then it will. Um, but I think the most, um, like my healing journey is probably the most, um, pivotal thing that, um, changed with mindset. The mainstream music is, is really relatable, relatable to me as well. Um, when it comes to my alcohol free journey, because we were big country music fans and Mm -hmm. this is absolutely not to, um, you know, judge country music or say it's bad or whatever. But for me, it was really difficult to listen to country music when I first stopped drinking because Mm. so much country music revolves around drinking. Um, and it's, if you really kind of break it down, it promotes it heavily. Not just country music. Not just country music, but specifically country yeah. music because that's what I was into. Yeah. But also, there were so many memories I uh, had of huh? certain songs that we would you know listen to when we were out drinking or pre-gaming or whatever. So you have that association with mm-hmm. that song. And music is powerful. It's it so is. powerful. It can take you back to a, a place in time immediately as soon as you hear it and the same with you know smells and you know all sorts of things um so for me it was really difficult to listen to those songs um or any songs that talked about drinking and normalized drinking Mm -hmm. because they all do they act like it's just a common everyday thing that no big deal and when you start to think of it in terms of that you're like well you know there's not there's not a lot of country songs that talk about like snorting cocaine or, you know, things like that. <laughs> and I'm not comparing the two, but they're both drugs and they're both, you know, drugs that produce, yeah, produce addiction. And so, um, I kind of just got off on a tangent there, but anyway, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is that when I replaced country music with other things like podcast, of course, and, um, you know, uplifting things. Again, not to say that country music can't be uplifting, but um, that that was huge, huge in my mm-hmm. in my journey to kind of cut that out because um, you know subconsciously that that does get into your brain and you're you know just kind of like oh it's not a big deal it's just you know everybody's having a glass of whiskey and and blah 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 and um, 
I do. I can listen to country music again. Not that I do as much, but I can now because I'm at a different place. I'm at a mm-hmm. different mindset. Mm-hmm. But I think I was a, a little bit fragile at that in the beginning, oh, yeah. and it was just with what we've talked about, like going into a setting where I used to drink. Like mm-hmm. I couldn't really do that in the beginning because I wasn't ready for that. Mm-hmm. Um, now it just it, triggered too much. Right now it's not a problem because mm-hmm. of my growth. But um, yeah, I can definitely relate to the the music. Yeah, it's super powerful. I was just looking up an article on, uh, I think it's called like Psychology Today of the Power of Music, um, just because I was like curious about it. But it was saying like it has the power to make you cry, to make you laugh, to take you back to a, a, a moment in time or, you know, the song you listen to, you know, when you danced at your high school prom or, you know. Things like that, like music is truly powerful. And if you are looking to change your mindset, I highly recommend that you look into what you put between your ears and not just music, not just music, but like, like, yeah, if you're constantly watching the news and you're in fear or if you're constantly, um, you know, even just, um, you know, I, I love Parks and Rec and New Girl and How I Met Your Mother and all of that stuff. but if you're just constantly rewatching the things that you've always watched, like it kind of makes your brain lazy. Mm-hmm. It kind of, you know, it just, it kind of puts you on autopilot, you know, it's not challenging and it's not making you um, create new uh, neural pathways. It's just kind of reinforcing the old ones that you have. So just, you know, being aware of the content that you put between your ears. Absolutely. Is yeah. We've talked, we've powerful. talked about in the past, the things that you bring in are, are going to shape your mindset and your thoughts and, and, you know, the news or, you know, content on social media, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Like we've talked about, you know, the social media yeah, oh, will, yeah. will shape your reality because it's going to kind of the algorithms are going to cater to what you <laughs> believe and, and want to see. And so your reality on social media is going to be different than other people's. But um, going back to my original question to you, like a a real life experience where affirmations and mindset worked, um, I think about what we talked about offline about uh, the current job that I'm at. You know, Mm -hmm. when I was looking for jobs, it it basically came down to a couple and there was one um, that, that would have required me to be in an office multiple days um and wasn't going to be kind of the pay i was looking for and there was this other one that would would offer me more of what i wanted and i just kept thinking like this is my this is my job i already have this job Mm -hmm. like i just kept saying it like out loud i was thinking it i think i even wrote it down a couple times um and of course i also put in the the effort and the the action like that it was an intense interview process yeah. and I had to give presentations, but I just rehearsed over and over and I put forth the effort and I, I was so, so confident going in and I was just like, I'm going to nail this. They're going to love me and I'm going to get this job. And it happened. And, you know, I don't say that to be boastful or brag no. or anything like that, but it's just using an example of how your, you know, your mindset oh. and things that you put out, you know, into the universe, they come back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it attracts. The law of attraction. Absolutely. I think about that kind of with our marriage and where we are today versus where we were, you know, two years ago. Um, I guess I wasn't like actively pursuing changing our marriage and the the climate that that we had, but um, through my own healing. Uh, was kind of like the catalyst of of the act of changing our marriage, and I was kind of, I guess, unconsciously changing my life rather than um, actively changing it. Um, and I'm I'm even grateful for that that the universe sees that of like, you know, you have gained this much, um, you know, self confidence or self worth or whatever that, you know, you're not going to stand for the old way of living, right? Like you've leveled up, you've changed, and now you're you're wanting that too in your partner and, you know, that you're seeing that you deserve that. Kind of goes back to our last episode when we are talking about parenting and like it starts with you, you yeah. know, when you make the change within yourself, things around you, you change. Your environment changes. Yeah. yeah, yes, absolutely. The people around you change. And that may be like, 
you no longer see those people or they see your change and it makes them be like, huh, I want more of that. So how am I going to get that? You know? So what if I'm listening to this episode and I'm like, oh, that's all sounds well and good, but I've never really practiced this. This mm-hmm. is all foreign to me. It's new territory. I wouldn't even know where to begin. What What would your suggestion be for someone like that? Oof. I know it's, uh, again, to put you on the spot. but Yeah. Um, I think first and foremost, starting with yourself of kind of getting quiet, um, either saying it out loud or journaling um, kind of where you are, what are you, um, maybe what are you fearful about? What do you think about yourself? Um, I mean, there's so many like journal prompts that mm-hmm. you can get on, on, um, you know, Google. Um, but I think it's kind of taking inventory of where you are and, um, where, you know, maybe you want to be and then going from there, because I don't think that looking out to somebody else to give you, you know, the golden tools and strategies because what works for them like we spoke about earlier may not work for you and so just taking inventory of where you are and then just doing something for yourself every single day reinforcing to your subconscious that you are worth whether you have 15 minutes a half an hour 60 minutes whatever it is that you are valuable enough to have um, that time for yourself. And it's got to be something that is, um, I guess, going to not challenge you, but... um, Kind of something that would make you uncomfortable, like get outside your box a little bit. Yeah, like something that you wouldn't necessarily do, a book you wouldn't necessarily choose, a podcast that isn't, you know, crime junkies or, you know, something else that is is familiar to you, right? It's something outside of your box. You know, if you're not a uh, active person, you know, go for a walk you know start small and so that you have those like small wins and you subconsciously start relaying the information to yourself of like oh like i'm worth this i'm worth um you know that 20 minutes of of goodness every single day i think that's important to start small yeah um i mean i think we've talked about numerous times like trying to look too far ahead and then so overwhelming yep yeah so i think even as something as small as like, what do I hope to um, accomplish in the next week? Mm-hmm. Like, what what do I want to look differently in my life one week from yeah. now? And then holding yourself accountable, like yeah. when that week is up, looking back and saying, what did I do? What steps did I take to try to you know accomplish mm-hmm. that? But even. Um- and then if you don't accomplish that, to have grace, grace. for yourself, yeah. to understand that this is the very beginning and this is very uncharted territory. This is something that you have never dipped your toes mm-hmm. in before. And so you are going to have grace upon grace upon grace upon grace for yourself throughout this entire journey. That's true in everything and especially, you know, in, in an alcohol-free journey. Like, yes, if you do relapse and mm-hmm. have a drink, like just giving yourself grace, like yep. we, we've talked about before, you're gonna um, start over. Start again. over again tomorrow. Yep, absolutely. Because it is um, life's life's not easy, right? <laughs> like this this uh you know bubble of a podcast makes it sound you know like uh, you know just you know change your mindset and you know your life will seemingly you know get better, but um. You're not just in a vacuum. You are existing in a world if you have children, a spouse, a job. I mean, there's a lot coming at you at once. And so to know that changing your mindset is a journey, it is, an, is a marathon, mm-hmm. it is a daily practice. And it's, you're not always taking steps forward. You're also you're not, sometimes oh, taking steps backward. Absolutely, especially uh, if you're doing the trauma healing a lot of times you're taking yourself back into your childhood Mm -hmm. and then 
once you get into that thick of stuff and you heal that, then you're going to go forward. And then you're going to go maybe back into your adolescence and then you'll go forward. And then maybe there's things you got to revisit from your marriage that made you upset and then you'll move forward. It's a, it's, it's an up and down, back and forth, um, kind of like push and pull with yourself. And as I said at the very beginning of this podcast, for me personally, like this is something that I'm still very early Mm -hmm. on in, like kind of this mindset shift and something that I'm uh, kind of a beginner at. Mm -hmm. And uh, I hope, you know, a year from now I look back and and look at all the progress I've made. But, um, you know, there are times even recently um, where I felt like maybe I am... um, kind of not at the place that I was maybe even a month ago. Mm -hmm. Um, And that happens, you know, Uh, especially, you know, starting a new job. Like, oh, yeah, I was able to dedicate so much time to myself when I was unemployed, obviously. Right. (laughs) And I didn't have the, the stressors that people have when they have jobs and trying to kind of, you know, live that life again with a job where I still am focusing on myself and still trying to um, you know, grow every day has, has been a challenge. And uh, I think we've even talked about like, you know, there there's times where we feel like all we're talking about is work and things like that and trying to get back to where we're, and I think, you know, it just depends on the week, but yeah. trying to get back to where we're having those deep conversations again and, mm-hmm. um, you know, focusing on what's really important, not to say jobs aren't important, but uh, if you go back to one of our first episodes, we talked about <laughs> not letting the job define you and, uh, you know, just kind of trying to put it all into perspective. Like, you know, it's good to like your job, but mm-hmm. um, in the big scheme of things, you, your job is not what's going to bring you happiness and money is not what's going to bring you happiness. Mm. There's a lot of really rich people out there that are really unhappy. Really unhappy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, I think... Uh, this is a good episode <laughs> and everyone should share it with a friend. <laughs> Please do. I'm a little biased, of course, but we hope that uh, you guys enjoyed and got something out of this. And, you know, again, to give yourself grace, right? Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you have never kind of experienced any of what we've talked about in this episode, that's okay. Uh, I, again, hadn't experienced any of this, you know, a year or so ago. This is all new territory for me. Um, but, I promise you, if you put forth the effort and you just, again, take it a day at a time, um, you're, you're going to see the results and you're going to, you know, truly um, see that it's worth it. You are the best investment you will ever make in your life. Every single second that you invest in yourself will be the best investment that you make and you will see the return on that investment over time. So I completely encourage you to um, just start. If you're in the very beginning, just start wading in. Start somewhere with a book, with a podcast. Uh, sit down with a friend and talk about things. Journal them out. Um, you know, go for a walk and try and figure things out. But every single day, just choose you. Yep, because you're worth it. You are worth it. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. We hope you have a wonderful week. 